Okay, Laura, quick. Favorite restaurant in Lansing? Uh, they can't see your facial expressions. <laughs> favorite restaurant in Lansing? Uh, I don't know. Okay, wow, quick. You're, you're blowing it. Nikki, favorite restaurant in Lansing? Like the Lansing area? Yes. Does it include, does it include Oak Miss? Sure. <sighs> it's that, either going to be Charlie <laughs> Kings or Spags. <laughs> okay. Today we talk restaurants. It is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. We are going to talk about Lansing's restaurant scene with two reviewers for the Lansing City Pulse, the He Ate, She Ate team, Mark Nixon, Gabrielle Lawrence. It's the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. I still don't know what my favorite is. Have you prepared what you're going to say for the, the intro, since you're part of the intro now? Well, we're doing a new oh. intro? Yes, we have to do an intro. Your are face. you prepared? <gasps> God, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no. Aww. Season three, you got to be in it. That's probably what it was. So you already did it. It's already done. Intro <laughs> <laughs> over. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really. I was distracted staring at Joe's cold oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his desk. It's always here. It's always here. And by the way, the the ratio of like fruit to disgusting is like one to ten. It's got some disgusting stuff and some fruit. Yeah, there's nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but it it looks like cucumber mash and maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your say that? Welcome back. You are listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Resch of the Resch Strategies team. Uh, we are a public affairs and a public relations firm based in downtown Lansing, Michigan. Before we get into it today, I would like to introduce uh, my my very trusty crew here on a Friday morning. This is unusual, Nikki, on a Friday morning. And it is. We'll start with Nikki. Oh, my God. What? I wasn't picking up what you were putting down <laughs> Okay, at let's first. start with Nikki. I'm actually here on a Friday. Hi, it's Nikki O'Mara. <laughs> Laura Beal. Joe's microphone. The producer <laughs> is not on. I think Carly's is off. Hello. Yeah, hold on. Do that again. Carly Buell. There we go. Hey, hey. <laughs> Joe well Beshi. We're experts. We won't tell Bob Cold about your, about, we won't have him add that into your grade there. Carly. That was okay. my fault. That was good, my fault. good. That's yeah, good. don't blame me. That was my fault. A couple of our less trustworthy colleagues. Nick's not here today. Nope. Stephanie's not here. Nope. Sure. Slackers. I should be fair. Stephanie's dealing with important things, but not, not with us today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, this is the Rest Strategies team. Um, you're listening to Cold Oatmeal. Uh, we're a podcast about any number of things, but today we're going to talk about food. Uh, before we do that, you can hear, um, you can find our podcasts at reststrategies.com. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and Instagram at reststrategies. Um, and the podcast has a little uh, Twitter account. Again, it's a mystery as to who runs it, but it's out there, so we're grateful. And if you want to follow that, it's at Cold Oatmeal Pod. Sometimes they put up polls. Do we have any polls this week, Nikki? I did not see any polls this week. Okay, Mm-mm. I did see. I did see that our uh, our podcast binger. Uh, it's, it's it's it's. We're grateful to have. We have a lot of Lansing's most highly elected officials here. One here in the room, but then one of our bingers was recently elected um, the president of the Lansing City Council, Peter Spatafore. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, a, a new, t- a new, a recent listener spent most of the summer catching up on seasons one and two. He's clearly listening again. He must be on the treadmill. 
um, because he started at to, M43. In case you follow him on Instagram, I'm sure you're aware of that already. There we go. He he has been. It just he kind of has random thoughts. He listens and, and tweets away into into the into the air. So Peter, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's get. In, yeah, we talked about. Uh, I said we're going to talk about food, and that's what we're going to do. Um, for folks in town in Lansing, uh, you're probably familiar if you've really walked into any store or restaurant in town. You've probably seen a copy of the City Pulse. Uh, Lansing's alternative newspaper there, uh, free for the taking. A regular column uh, feature of the City Pulse is a restaurant review column called He Ate, She Ate. And we are very excited to have here in the podcast studio today the two, the he and the she of the He Ate, She Ate. Uh, Gabrielle Lawrence, the She Ate of the, of the partnership. Uh, Gabe is an attorney in town. And I mentioned Peter, uh, Recently elected to the head of the Lansing City Council. Gabe, congratulations. You have been recently selected to be the president of the Lansing School Board. Thank you. Congratulations. And Thank also, you. second child recently have yep. joined us. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, also, the he ate of the combo is Mark Nixon. Mark and I were talking long time, long time at uh, Lansing State Journal, editorial page editor. Back in my much much younger days, he and his he and his underling over there, Derek Malo, and I would would get into a number of, of heated email conversations when I was having to work for public officials. But did a little stint at the Lansing Board of Water and Light. Now retired and reviewing restaurants. So thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. So he ate, she ate. We're going to talk about restaurants. I have, first question. Let's get started here with if you were to give the Lansing food scene. And maybe I should preface this because if you're on social media, um, you'll notice that that people like to complain and talk about Lansing food. In fact, I was telling the crew uh, earlier this week, I came across a Facebook page last weekend called Lansing Food Sucks, which was started by someone who had been kicked out of another Facebook group that talked about food because he wasn't being nice enough. And so he said, well, I'm going to go start my own Facebook group to talk about food. So getting started, if you were to give the Lansing food scene a grade, A to F, what would you, sitting here right now, 2020, what would you give the Lansing food scene, restaurant scene? I'd give it a solid B. Solid B. Mm-hmm. Me too. I'll go with a B. Is that, a, an, is that on the rise? Is that a steady, a steady B? Or is that a... In my opinion, it is absolutely on the rise. I think... We do certain things very, very well. There are certain parts of of restaurant life that we kind of lack. We don't have a ton of fine dining, for example, but we have a lot of, I, I hesitate to use the term ethnic food, but we have a lot of ethnic food and it's really good. And if you've traveled to different parts of the state, you might notice that we do sushi really well in the Lansing area. And I think that has something to do with the fact that we have a large international population. We have a lot of really great Middle Eastern food. Uh, we have a lot of great Asian food. But I, um, I know I'm just kind of taking over everything here. Sorry. But um, I travel a lot for work. I travel to the UP and to northern lower peninsula, the Traverse City area. There's a place called Red Ginger in Traverse City that mm-hmm. people might be familiar with. Yeah. It's so good. Nikki, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh. Yes, it is. No, no what way. is it? Wait, what is it? What is Why it? don't you like it? It's a sushi place. I think Maru is oh, well, yeah. so much yeah, better okay. than Red Ginger. 
But and everyone Ginger, in Traverse City thinks that Red Ginger if is... If you want sushi in Traverse City, Red Ginger is the place to go. Well, it's the only option. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's why it's the place to go. What's, what's wrong with it? If she, if she loves it. I like it. Yeah. Well, the atmosphere is very nice also. Joe, have you had grocery store sushi? I'll oh, eat, I'll, I'll eat it. Oh, my gosh. It's, well, then you can go to Red Ginger and pay <laughs> yeah, four times as much and get the same thing. But I, there, there are things in Lansing that I, I think that we do very, very well. We, we frankly do bar food really well. Um, so there are certain things that we lack, but there, we, we make up for it in other areas. Around the time I was working, I was probably corresponding with Mark and his colleagues over at, when I worked in the legislature, we had, my colleagues and I had this brilliant idea that we were going to try to go to a restaurant once a week that we, none of us had ever been to. And what we, what I found after about a year and about 30 pounds <laughs> was that Lansing has about 700 of the exact same bar. Mm-hmm. And you just go, and they all, they all, they're all good, but it all, it all kind of tastes the same. Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, there's we we specialize in, in good bar food. But Mark, well, I enjoy. I, yeah, <laughs> I can. Uh, this is dating me. <clears throat> I can remember a time when Chinese food was considered incredibly exotic for this community, and I can distinctly remember hitchhiking in January from East Lansing to South Lansing just with my girlfriend. <laughs> just so we could have tacos wow <laughs> i mean that was yeah, that's dating myself which is a way of saying uh we, we've come a long long way in this town uh and we we have quite a ways to go but um compared to the way it was when i first landed in this town back in the late 60s you know it was all as you su- suggested cookie cutter there was a lot of cookie cutter restaurants it was good but it was nothing spectacular nothing creative Mm-hmm. Now I see creativity just bursting throughout the community. And I think, Mark, for people who are who are transplants to Lansing, they think that all we have is chain restaurants. <laughs> and you look around and you see Cracker Barrel and Outback and, and those kinds of places. And they think, well, that's all they have in Lansing. And that could not be further from the truth. So Mark and I have been writing our column for six or seven years. Yep. And we don't, we've never reviewed a chain restaurant. We've... Cheddars. Cheddars, which was at my behest because I nostalgically love Cheddars. We used to go there when I was in high school. Um, but that's the only rest that we do this monthly, and that's the only chain we have ever reviewed, and we have never had a shortage of restaurants to go to. So that was one of my questions. Do you guys pick where to go, and how do you do that? So we, we have input. The final say does not lie with us. It lies with our editor and with the publisher of the City Pulse. But we have a lot of input on where we're going. So um, we kind of, I keep a running list in my phone of places that I think would be fun to review or places that are new or interesting. Um, And then about twice, we try to operate on about a six-month schedule. So about twice a year, we'll kind of have dialogue around where are we going to go. We try to mix it up between fine dining, diners, ethnic just different genres, and we we kind of keep it going from there. Uh, Something that came up before this podcast began, um, you know, people, I think, sometimes assume that Gabrielle and I are, you know, somehow in cahoots and we're always talking to each other. This is only the third time I've actually seen her in person, (laughs) and and we don't don't tip uh, our hand, you Mm -hmm. know. I don't say, hey, Gabrielle, you really got to – no, no. 
I so just, you never compare notes? No. no. We okay. don't even read each other's columns before they're published. Okay. Correct. So In fact, I just read yours. I uh, haven't <laughs> even read yours yet, Mark. Um, we have one out this week. But, but I thought one of the most interesting things was, and my husband always thinks that this is great, when we agree. Um, and one of the th- one of the examples that comes to mind is when we reviewed Batter Up Bistro, mm-hmm. and they couldn't do poached eggs, and we both wrote about that. <laughs> it was so funny. Mm-hmm. I, I was going like, uh, she said, well, the person who does poached eggs isn't here today. And I was going, really? Can't they teach somebody else how to poach an egg? <laughs> but that's, I mean, on the other and hand. And the place I, is great, and I, I love that. I, I was there last week. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. They just couldn't do poached eggs for both of us. How often do you really disagree? On a review. And what is your like biggest discrepancy in terms of opinion of a place? I, maybe I know the English in, perhaps. Mm. But see, mm-hmm. a, as I chipped off the reader real quickly, it's practically in my backyard. I know some of the people there. And so I think I'm a bit prejudiced. But I think we disagreed on a lot of the food there. I don't think we vehemently disagreed on much. But frankly, I think that when you and I go to a restaurant, we get a different level of service. What does that mean? Really? You mean, you mean the two us? of you collectively, you get than the average person, or you get no, you get different service I get a, than Mark I get does. different service than Mark does. Oh, uh, tell me about that. Um, frequently, I get inattentive service, inattentive. and I don't. I'm not that young. I'm 37. I don't look that young, but I think I don't drink, so I'm not ordering alcohol. My husband sometimes does, but I think the server tends to kind of just think this is a younger couple and they don't really need a lot of attention. They're not ordering wine. Hmm. She seems like she kind of has her mind made up, which I generally do because I've researched the menu in advance. But I think that that sometimes leads to our different experiences because i'm sometimes not getting great service interesting i never thought of that so an old codger like me gets more <laughs> attention because <laughs> I, I order wine <laughs> there you I go so. we talked about the benefit there you go benefits of, of of retirement age you get better service <laughs> at restaurants it never occurred to me so the, the, you raise an interesting point because in your reviews, I've, I notice you guys look at everything from like I, when you looked at Tannen, Mark, you commented about the sun coming in the windows of, on in the afternoon. Everything from atmosphere to um, wait staff to all. I mean, the food. I just think you know the food, but there's so much more to it than that. Is there? Do you wait anything more than others, or how do you approach the different aspects of a restaurant that you look at? Well, I I look at. Restaurants, it sounds so fancy to say it, but kind of holistically, because it, to me, it is an experience. It's not just how good is the steak. It's, you know, how good is the service? What Are they using any creativity in decorating the place? Or in some cases, why don't they buy some blinds to put them down when the sun <laughs> is shining through? So I look, at, I look at it that way. I don't know about you, Gabrielle. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. And, you know, you don't want to go sit in a place that has no decoration and is dirty and is not appealing. Um, one of my favorite examples of of the decor of a restaurant is Steakhouse Philly because they have a bunch of kind of Lansing memorabilia on the walls. They have a lot of Sexton memorabilia on the walls, which was my high school, so I love to see that. And the food was good. The food was fair, I would say. 
But that decor in that restaurant just made me feel like I want to come here. I want to spend money here because they obviously care about the community. And that's something that's really important to me. I, I would add, and this is the restaurant we just reviewed, and I'm going to butcher the name, but I'll try it anyway. Amanecer. Mm-hmm. Mexicano, Mexicano, which means Mexican dawn or Mexican sunrise. And in the beginning of my review, I, I just had to make a point that you walk in and you're greeted and you're greeted almost like a family member. At least that's my experience. And uh, by the way, we do have to go twice at least mm-hmm. to each restaurant, to give them a fair shake. But anyway, that to me uh, speaks as in the food was fantastic. But even if the food were just pretty good. I'd still give it a really good review because they really connected with the customer. Where, and the, and, and you want to feel good about spending your money there. You don't want to feel like, I just had a meal that was okay, but I feel crappy because nobody paid any attention to me. You want to feel like, okay, they really appreciated that I came here and I spent time and I spent money. And I totally agree. That's how you felt when you were in that place. It's right across, it's on Michigan Avenue, right across the street from the taco truck. It used oh. to be a fish and chips. Isn't really? it owned by the taco truck people? It is. That's what I thought. Yes, okay. and it is okay. fantastic. I'm definitely going to go there. Yes. Michigan Avenue, I refer to it finally as Comeback Alley. because it <laughs> is. I can remember a time when between East Lansing and the Capitol, it was a series of, I hate to say it, but massage parlors and yeah. junk. And yes. it was just, it's really, really come back. And uh and that's just filled with wonderful restaurants. You do love Michigan Avenue. Yeah. I know. I'm so, about it all the time. so maybe I should ask this question first, but what are your actual credentials as far as telling us what we should think about? Mark has credentials. When it comes to food and restaurants. Like, I have other than Other than enjoying restaurants, and obviously I know you cook, Gabe. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Mark, if you're, if, you're, if you're a cook, but... Not the best one in our household, I should add. <laughs> Judy's a great cook. I'm a prep cook but you're a writer <laughs> i'm a writer and what got me into this was a column that i wrote when i was at the lansing state journal and i just said there are no great restaurants in this town and uh, i heard this from the spectrum of people including a restaurateur whose name i will not mention but who uh, refused to speak to me from that day forward (laughs) but there were a lot of people going yeah yeah so i think there was a lot of mixed that's my only credential i just decided to write a column (laughs) uh when i was in law school i had a blog where i would talk about food and, and different places that i went to and different things that i made at home i'm not a writer by any stretch um although i was the editor of the cooley student newspaper when i was a student at cooley Um, So I knew that the City Pulse was looking for a new restaurant reviewer. Their previous restaurant reviewer had left. So I sent them a link to my blog and I said, I'm not a writer. This is my blog. I love restaurants. And they, I think they really liked the juxtaposition of me and Mark. And we appeal to different audiences and we have very different experiences, but I got into, when I was in college, I ate lean cuisine and uncrustables and all the garbage that people eat when they're in college. (laughs) And then after I graduated from college, I moved to France and I spent about a year and a half in France and I learned about food and learned how to cook um, and didn't work in a restaurant, worked at a school teaching English, but that was really what opened my eyes to this whole different world, not necessarily of fine dining, but just of real food. 
So did you guys pitch this concept, or was this an, an idea that Burl at the City Pulse had? That the, 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 I'm pretty sure it was just Burl, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I, yep. That's what I remember. Burl yep. Schwartz, the, the publisher of the City Pulse. Right, right. Okay. So I wanted to ask about East Lansing, in particular the campus area. We got Carly here. She's a, a senior. Um, my impression, and I haven't been to a ton, but my impression going to other, and I'll just say other Big Ten towns, is that the restaurant scene in East Lansing is very different from what I I look at either Ann Arbor or Bloomington or, or places like that where there are just it, it feel, there are the kind of the old fashioned mom and pop kind of staples of a of a college town. I don't get that feel in East Lansing. Am I wrong about that? I totally agree. Me too. When I was saying that people think that Lansing is very cookie cutter and only chain restaurants, it that's East Lansing, and you look around and there's Chipotle. Um, Panda Express. I, I don't even remember I mean, I what's think, in like there the because peanut, I never go the there. The peanut barrel is like the and peanut maybe barrel. crunchies. Yeah. Like those to me Charlie are like Kings. those are like two kind of college town bars. But you know, you go to other big uh, Big Ten school and there are dozens or it feels oh. like way more than that. I thought you're just uh, listing restaurants. Sorry. I think it kind of a hidden gem because it's literally inside of a hotel conference center is the stateroom. Absolutely. Really, really, Absolutely. It, you know, but it's not along Grand River Avenue. Mm-hmm. You know, it's students aren't going there. Students aren't going there. Right. I go there. I go there every <laughs> year for the Dickens dinner, which if people haven't been to the Dickens dinner, you should go there next December. They do it um it's two two nights. They do them two nights in a row. The head chef at the stateroom is from England. So they do this beautiful holiday dinner that's kind of um based on and inspired by charles dickens so they have like really traditional dishes it's a several course meal and it is amazing and they have a high school choir come and sing christmas carols that's awesome i'm totally doing that yeah and my husband and i keep the menu as a keepsake we've gone i think five years in a row it's wow it's awesome so what do you why why is this why is it this way in east lansing i mean all those you have to think all the same international students and faculty that impact you know the, the the Japanese food restaurants, the sushi places that you talked about. They're all right there. Why is why is East Lansing such a, a desert of? I have of a lot creativity? of thoughts about that, but I think that it's just East Lansing's East Lansing's leadership. I don't think makes it an attractive place for people to open restaurants. Remember Flats? Yes. yes. Close. <laughs> no. What was it? I miss Flats mm-hmm. so much. What was it? It was, you just, you get like quesadillas and fries yep. and it was just so delicious hmm. and, and simple and, it closed. And, and yeah. Where was it? That sounds amazing. It so was on Grand River. It was on Grand River where um, it's now a Jersey Mike's. I don't remember that okay. at all. Okay. You know, it, I started off by giving uh, the area a, a solid B, but you mentioned Ann Arbor. <clears throat> I mean... Compared to what I see in the Ann Arbor scene, we're way behind. All right. So, so there is a there's a lot of room for growth, but I don't see it as much in East Lansing. I absolutely agree with Gabrielle. Yeah, when my wife and I got married, before we had kids, if we wanted to get dinner, we would drive to Ann Arbor and try those. Yeah, love Zingerman's. Zingerman's. Mm-hmm. That's where I learned to love Indian food was down there. But I thought you meant Aunt Zingerman. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. Chicken tikka masala Indian sandwich. Tuesdays. So you mentioned getting Mark. You mentioned the the restaurant tour who doesn't speak to you anymore. Do you? How do you? How do you weigh the? I want to be really catty and mean here, 
but this is a person's livelihood. I mean, your 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 words could affect whether or not a restaurant lives or dies. In in, in theory, I mean, yeah. St- standing uh, joke uh, in my my home is that, well. You did a review, and and they closed shortly after. <laughs> and it has recently. happened a few times. Very recently. Yeah. Um, I, I, a long, long time ago, I worked in the restaurant business. I know how hard it is. I know how tough it is to be not just consistent, but really excel. And um, and I worked in some, you know, I would say nowadays, I'd call them cookie-cutter kind of restaurants. So I do have sympathy for those who are, slaving away at that very tough job. But people go to a restaurant for a reason. They want, they want to enjoy themselves, and they want to taste good food. I, I won't mention the name, but uh, a couple of years back, I wrote, a, um, I wrote a review in the form of a Get Well card <laughs> because <laughs> that's how bad it was. Well, I was going to ask if you've ever gone, to a, gone up to someone afterwards and said something like, has it been so bad or but you've had a kind of a soft spot and you know what i'm just maybe we're not going to write about this but you guys just need to know you got to fix this you got to fix this i haven't i haven't um and i think frankly i've i've struggled with balancing the fact that it's someone's livelihood because i tend to take the the stance that this is my job and i'm here to review the place and i'm going to write whatever i want and i've really tried to temper that over the last few years uh because Frankly, I've gotten a fair amount of online trolling mm. when I've written articles that are um, critical of different restaurants. And it's happened in a couple of different waves from the same guy about once a year. He'll, he'll come for me. And it's really bizarre <laughs> and it makes me really uncomfortable and really kind of disgusted that, in my opinion, if I opened a restaurant... Not everybody has to like my food, um, but he tends to kind of think that I don't know what I'm talking about, so he spews a lot of vitriol on Facebook. But but that said, I have tried to keep in mind that, yes, I'm going to give my opinion, but also I'm going to try to balance that with things that are good, whether that's the decor or it's really clean or the fries were crispy or whatever. I always try to find something that I like about the place. This is a small town. And, you know, very often, especially the place, if you're not doing chains, it's one thing to go in and bash cheddars. The folks at the corporate We did not bash cheddars, cheddars Matt. <laughs> that Cookie Monster is the best. They had cheddars in Fort Wayne where I grew up. I used to go there all the time. Um, but, you know, these are, you know, other fellow parents at daycare who opened, decided to open a restaurant. And you're like, you want them to succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a, someone who wants the town to be better, you want these things to, to be good. But. So if I'm going to order one thing from one place, where do I have to go and what do I have to get? Joe, what kind of question is that? What do you mean what kind of question is that? <laughs> okay, That's a great question. I have, I have follow-up questions. What kind of food? I'm not picky. I'll, I'll, I'm not Laura. I'm the opposite. I, I'll I eat pretty much anything. I have a specific question. But, okay. That's like the best plate of food. Yeah, the best plate of food. Let's go there first. And I'm asking you. I I'm, I'm, not, I'm not asking you to like read my mind. Like, What is your answer to that question? Who goes first? You can go. It doesn't look like you have notes Dave, Dave to consult. Going, <laughs> going to notes. By the way, people but. ask me this all the time, so I have a list. Before okay. I answer the question, I just uh, my wife happened to notice yesterday that a sandwich from Lansing is declared from Saddleback. Yep. 
Saddleback, right, exactly. Saddleback barbecue. Um, one of the best 100 sandwiches in the nation by Food Network, I yep. believe it was. So, which was funny, and I want to try because I'm not a fan, but it's a of the McRib, but it is a, a knockoff. Yep. It's, it's like a their version of the McDonald's McRib, and that the, so they created the sandwich at the same time that McDonald's I think was doing their McRib, mm-hmm. like month of McRib. And yeah, it looks amazing. Saddleback is on my list. It's one of my very favorite places in town. And I think they did it the right way. And they started very small with their their literally physically small location in Rio Town. And that was so successful that they've been able to expand to their second location in Okemos. But Joe, to answer your question, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with <laughs> Breakfast from Arts Pub. Really? Okay. Really? What, do you, what am I ordering? So they have this, it's a veggie omelet, Okay. but don't, hey, like don't vegetables. get freaked out because it has this <laughs> patty that's made out of like sweet potatoes and sour cream and it is so delicious. And even their toast, I, I don't know what, where they're getting their bread, but I love breakfast at Arts Pub. So a patty made out of sweet potatoes and sour cream. <laughs> it, is I know it sounds weird, thing. but it's like really, it sounds good. Yeah. I've had yeah. it. It's wonderful. Yeah. You're okay. right. I've had breakfast there. I've not had that, but their French toast was the best thing I've ever had. Wow. For breakfast. Wow. Lori, you'll have to excuse me. I'm not going to really take your food opinion. (laughs) 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 I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. But that goes goes to say their bread because it'd be the same thing. So Mm. fair enough. Their bread is great. Good counterpoint. And they're they're still making the pizza that they made Mm -hmm. before it closed and reopened. It's the same Mm -hmm. recipe. I think it's the same oven, actually. So if you liked the pizza at Arts Bar before it became Arts Pub, then it's the same thing and you should go get it. What's their other pizza like? Because they make other pizza that's not the old style. Is that stuff good too? They make a thin crust Mm -hmm. that I love. I think I like that better than the original. Okay. It doesn't have as much cheese on it. So Nikki, you had a question? Wait, no. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Mark. Oh, my favorite dish. Yeah. Yeah. This is is probably because I just had it recently and I can't pronounce but it's a mexican place mexican dawn uh, my wife ordered it and i nearly ripped it out of her hands it was thin slices of beef cooked in its own juices for a long time and then they sprinkled a little, little bit of bacon and then before that got to your your uh, table they put some scallions and some cilantro in there and little uh, bits of um, homemade Tortilla chips, corn tortillas. I, I the, it's really one of the best things I've ever tasted. Where yeah. was this? Amanece Mexicano. Uh, okay. Amanece Mexicano. This yeah, I most... have trouble with that word. So do I. But we're just gonna go for it. This is the one that's in the old fish and chips place mm-hmm. on okay. Michigan Avenue. So both breakfasts. That's interesting. That both your your favorite plate of food in, in town is. Was a, yours breakfast? Is, well, it, well, it's they, a breakfast. They, they do a breakfast lunch brunch place. thing, and we had it for brunch. So you, I would say oh. it could be either a breakfast or um, a brunch item. But there are a lot of really, really fine, I call them tapas, you know, small plates around town. I think Cosmos Zubis mm-hmm. is, a, is a good example. They just keep cranking out some really nice small plates. Mm-hmm. Also, the pancakes at the People's Kitchen, which people have probably had. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. I've not been to the People's I've Kitchen. Okay. Just, okay. I went for lunch guy. this week for the first time. you got to have the pancakes. You're not a pancake guy? No. Okay, them, Joe. But... I know I know what you mean. Like, how good can pancakes yeah. really be? These pancakes are incredible. I'm not... Well, I mean, I'm going to be hungry in 20 minutes. No, you're not, because they're enormous. <laughs> they're enormous. But it's not like the right kind of full. It's like... 
Will I you just, just try it? <laughs> yeah, I'll try it. But okay, you your, field trip. your report back. Your mother-in-law eats them. That's what is. You think that's helping your case? <laughs> He's so picky. He's so picky. If he eats them, you're you're gonna like it. You can get him All with right. a side of bacon or whatever, but you've got to try the pancakes. They are absolutely you amazing. Can get some eggs too. You know, you're not gonna need it. Yeah, but they give you two giant pancakes, and I eat one and take the other one more. That just sounds. Ugh, yeah, I it just, sounds like you're gonna take a nap afterwards. So yeah. just prepare for that. They're I would so eat good. it for like I'd eat a little bit of it for like dessert, mm-hmm. dessert pancakes. But I, yeah, I don't <laughs> you're know. You're so cranky. <laughs> The best, no one, no one can see this, obviously, because we're on a podcast and I'm the only person sitting where I'm sitting. But watching Carly kind of mimic Joe's <laughs> hand expressions, facial expressions as, as he's talking behind his back and what he doesn't know is, is priceless. Well done. Well done. Carly. I'm glad Gabrielle mentioned the, the people's yeah, kitchen. Yeah. Is that a good place? Yeah, it's a wonderful place. It used to be called Street Kitchen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious specifically about a type of cuisine. Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite place or a favorite dish somewhere in town that you can recommend? Because I really only like Charlie Kang's, but I feel like I don't know what's available. We've reviewed at least one, maybe only one Chinese restaurant oh, in Hong okay. Kong. And we did Wai Pei as well, didn't we? Yeah, and then, well, this is, it's Thailand. Uh, the Nang Family Restaurant. Yep. That's, okay, that would yeah. be more like Thai, Thai or... Malaysian, Malaysian, I think. We've done a fair amount of Asian restaurant reviews. Um, I don't love Chinese. If mm. I'm going to eat Asian food, it's probably going to be Thai food. Okay. However, Hong Kong, which is just outside of Frandor, I think it's on Clipper, they have really great authentic Chinese food. Okay. But you can also get kind of Americanized versions. See, that's what I would eat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would go Fried with the, I would go not Chinese but with uh, Japanese. I I really like the food at Sansu. Mm-hmm. I like to I like to watch them make mm-hmm. the sushi yeah, and the sashimi and uh, it tastes very authentic. So. Awesome. So what Lansing restaurant that is no longer around do you miss the most? Good question. Besides flats. Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a boomer, okay, so I'm talking about a long time ago. There used to be on Grand River Avenue, North Lansing, uh, a place called Bill's Seafood. And they, I mean... That's it, a hilarious name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bill's. Yeah. Um, okay, they don't remember it. Serve, serve corn on the cob with, uh, <laughs> with uh, a plate of uh, mussels or shrimp, something like that. It was pretty fancy at the time, but now probably not so much. But I miss that. When did that close? Probably about... 30, 40 years ago. <laughs> uh, I'll give you two more recent examples, but I I miss them when they were in their heyday. And that, that those are Amel's and Clara's. And I think in the years shortly leading up to the times that, th- that both of those places closed, they lost a little bit of their luster, but back in their heyday, Amel's was incredible and Clara's was incredible. And I remember when I was a kid going to Clara's and eating in the train car and that in itself was such a wonderful experience. Um, but we've been able to kind of replace places like that with, with more places that we love, like People's Kitchen and all of the places that Mark loves to go on Michigan Avenue. <laughs> I'm just glad there are a few places that are hanging out that mm-hmm. were here when I first landed in town. Uh, it used to be called the Willow Bar, and now it's called DeLuca's. And, yeah, it's it's not maybe authentic Italian food, but I always think it's 
just what I want and very reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. Where do you come down on the – maybe you've already answered this with the arts question, but the best pizza in Lansing? Mm-hmm. Because there's always the fight between DeLuca's and then the Spagnolo's cause, and – and then everything in between. I've always thought Lansing, surprisingly, for a college town, was a bad pizza town. It didn't have as much as you would think. But do you have a, a vote for best pizza? I, I'll go first just because I don't like pizza that much. And uh, I just think a lot. I mean, I, we did review Claymont's, and I liked mm-hmm. it. I tell you, one I do happen to like is the margarita pizza at Carrabba's. Because mm-hmm. you can sit at the bar and you watch them fire it up in the oven. But other than that, I tend to buy or buy something else. Yeah, I love that Detroiter pizza at Clavon's, but I also, like I've said already, I really like the thin crust pizza at Arts. But I agree, there's not a ton of non-chain pizza in right. town. Have you had Spagnolo's pizza? Have you been there? I haven't been to Spagnolo's in years, but I think it's on our list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I we get that every weekend, and we are going to Clavon's instead. This weekend, but okay. we get Spags Pizza every Saturday. <laughs> I'll need some intel from you. So the, if you, the routine of that is, I think you, is very it's, funny. It's because of Robert. It's not because of me. So if you go and then you you don't like it, I'll be sad. But I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we have that coming up. I believe yep, in the f- yep, next do. few months. Yeah. All right. I'll pay attention. Good deal. So how much time do you guys usually spend? You do the column comes out. Monthly. monthly. Mm-hmm. How much time, when do you get your list? Like, when's the next one? How much time do you have to go figure out that you, I got to go here? We a have times? the first six months of 2020 okay. planned already. Um, so I, I had a baby in November, and it was great to know where we were going because I was able to, to write a couple of reviews in advance because I knew I'm not going to want to take a two-year-old and a newborn anywhere. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I still don't. But Mark travels a lot, so I know that, that you operate that way, too. Um, and, and sometimes it can be tricky. Like if we want to go experience an outdoor patio, but it's cold, then we, maybe we have to wait and do that one further, further in the year. Uh, but is your question, how much actual time do we spend writing? I got a question about it. Do people know that you're doing it when you're doing it? Do you have like no. a notepad and just so okay, so you're just a normal person. There I think eating luckily people taking pictures of their food has become so commonplace okay. now mm-hmm. that when I do it, nobody thinks it's weird. And then I get in the car and write notes. Well, I do something similar to that. I kind of, you know, kind of like this one. The server isn't nearby, you know, just off on the side writing some things. But so I got, uh, what's the word, ratted out in this last restaurant because somebody that Judy knew uh, knows me. He goes, oh, the restaurant critic, really loud in a kind <laughs> oh, of a small no. place. <laughs> But uh, no, I don't. I don't say anything to anybody, and I don't think I've really been caught. It happened when we were reviewing arts because the manager who was there is somebody I went to high school with. So I walked in to pick up a to-go order, and he goes, "Are you here in a professional capacity?" And I said, "Why do you ask?" And he goes, "Because Mark Nixon was here yesterday." <laughs> he knew. I was, he knew. He, I, I think was he was friends with your granddaughter, maybe. But we were Small busted. Town. We were totally mm-hmm. busted. There you go. <laughs> Which was fine because we liked the place. So yeah, right, exactly. I'm going there this afternoon. So So let's get out on this one. Um, If there if there was a restaurant or a type of restaurant that you would love to to see come to Lansing, you pick up the State Journal or or I should say you pick up the City Pulse and the breaking news that this this place is coming to town. What what kind of place would that be? What does Lansing need the most, in your opinion? 
I'll give a very specific example, there, and it's on my list. Um, there's a place in Traverse City called Center Street Cafe, and they are only open for lunch, and they have salads, sandwiches, and soups, and they have these incredible cookies that the owner makes, and it it's the best lunch food I've ever had. Uh, we brought some friends from England there for lunch one day, and they had just come from New York City, and they'd eaten at the famous deli in New York City that does like Katz's? Yes. And they said, these sandwiches are so much better than what we had at Katz's. Wow. This place is amazing. Center Street. Wow. Center Street Cafe. And it's okay. not in downtown Traverse City. It's about a mile away from the main drag down there. And it's on Center Street, of course. Um, are they all like those Katz's sandwiches where they're like no, three feet they're thick? they're normal okay. human-sized sandwiches. Okay. Like a human <laughs> could, could eat this. Right. I always get a salad and they have specials every day they have amazing soups and every time i go there my husband and i say a place like this should open in lansing it should open downtown if you can get in and out for lunch for 10 bucks and you're full and you had a really good meal in my opinion i think that that would probably be successful in downtown lansing because i look at the places that are successful zoop grand traverse pie and those are kind of along a similar vein but if that opened here I would go there every single day. Well, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, a Cajun Creole restaurant in Owasso, which mm-hmm. we reviewed called Lula's, Lula's. right? Yep. And I think I even said this in the review, boy, it sure would be nice if they could open up a little closer to Lansing. I think those people really knocked it out of the park. Uh, just wonderful food. Very, I think, very authentic. Mm-hmm. We just got back from New Orleans recently, and I think Lula's holds up against anything I had down there. There you go. Well, good. We'll look for that. So, Gabe, Mark, thanks for being here. Thank you. He ate, she ate. It's the food review column in the City Pulse. You can find those monthly at lansingcitypulse.com. Or like I said, uh, free copies most places in, in, in Lansing. So check it out. We'll be right back. We are back. Laura's back from the bathroom. Break. You're mortified. So embarrassing. We're back. That's what breaks are for, right? So I got a be- I got some a beef to pick. I I know Laura has a story she wants to share, but we're gonna be quick. Uh, before we do that, um, got a little bit of a bone to pick with Nikki. Oh, Mira. What did I do? So, Stephanie, who's not with us today, she, what did she, she gave us all for Christmas. We all got the same thing, right? We got a little a tear-off calendar. No, you're doing now. Uh-huh. <laughs> a little tear-off calendar, which I thought was incredibly thoughtful because I think she, at least for mine, I think for many of you, she like tried to match these little day off, tear-off calendar with something unique about our personalities. Yes. And um, Nikki likes to... Um, make fun of me meanly about 
that I make lots of dad jokes. I don't make fun of people that I don't like. So oh, well, that you. is a compliment. That's very nice. It's the nicest thing you've ever said. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, you've got... I'm So Stephanie gave me a tear-off calendar of dad jokes. Yeah. So every day I... Which I, Laura also bought for you. So I did. Isn't that funny? Really? So yeah. there are two of them? I are they the same one? No. I... I thought they were going to be the same one because we got them from the same place. But when when you opened yours, I was like, "Oh, that is different." So mm. no, I returned. That would have been fun. we could have had a, a, had a we could have compared. I didn't think you needed two dad joke. Yeah, calendars. you don't need more fuel. I don't know. I I don't know. Back. So today, like the ripoff is like, and this I I've never said this, but again, I, I say this to all of them. I've never said this, but I can totally <laughs> hear it's like there's like you want some ketchup? You want some fries with that ketchup? <laughs> What was, was today's? That's the one. Oh, oh. <laughs> you want some fr- ketchup with some fries? You would totally say. I that. have heard I just that. Don't think you would. This is why I. No. Think, I just don't think like you're. That. But here's where my beef comes. I so, can't say I've never heard anyone say that. So to me last before. night, last night I was taking my youngest son Cooper to uh, his tennis lesson, and we went over to court one, and we walk in, and he goes running down the the, the ramp down to his ten- tennis court, and I just sit there in the lobby, and listen to a podcast or something, and take a nap. So they're, they're like, you know, college kids working there at the front desk. And so the Cooper runs off. And as I'm sitting down, um, there's a, a, a girl and a boy up at the counter and she, she kind of yells and she's, um, she's Mr. Ash, Cooper hasn't paid up for, for this session. Um, is it okay if I just run the credit card on file to cover his lesson costs? I'm like, and I stop and I go, yeah, no problem. I pause. I go, cause he forgot his wallet. <laughs> And then as soon as... I think that's just a funny joke. <laughs> that's then, a dad joke. And then as soon as the oh sentence God. left my mouth, I'm like, no! What are you doing? I don't get it. It's like, oh, you pathetic dad joke. And I'm like... I'm like what, was, what did the girl do when you said that? I, I didn't even like, want to look at her. I'm like, I'm too embarrassed to turn I, around and look. I'm, and I'm like, did she hear that? Oh, no. And I think I, that's legitimately funny. I, I, I don't I don't know. I do too, but it's very much a dad. Do yeah. I make jed, dad jokes? I don't know. I'll pay attention. I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I do you make jokes? Do. do you like try to be funny? Shut, <laughs> your, mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Get out of here. <laughs> like I feel like your only like tool of humor is sarcasm. Yeah. Like you I don't like try to make in jokes. His hands. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't come in here with a type okay. five. That, oh, shut up. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, whatever. Anyway, yeah, so you, you're in my head. You're in my head Well, with the dad jokes, so I'm, thanks. I'm sorry, I guess. To be fair, I think that's a pretty high-level dad joke. Like, Ooh. That's, Ooh. that's fairly funny. Maybe that's what I should aspire for, not just <laughs> high-level dad jokes. Yes. If, that's, if that's my lot in life, I should just go I look it. forward to hearing those. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you got a story? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm still <laughs> stuck on the dad joke. Um, yeah, so... Um, we've talked about that we bought our house at the end of the summer and um, there is a radon mitigation system in our home and right before the holidays we started hearing this loud noise that was in our master bedroom and it was like a grinding noise almost and I was like Jimmy what did you leave on like why is this always so loud we finally figure out that the radon mitigation system the actual thing is literally like right behind our heads where we sleep um and it it literally is a fan that runs constantly that is right on the outside of our house well the fan was dying or busted or something so anyway moral of the story we finally got a guy to come out and put a new fan in 
So this was last week. He comes to the house and, um, you know, shows me in the basement where the thing is and how you turn it off. And he's moving the ceiling tiles because the, the switch is usually, you know, in the ceiling. And he pulls back the ceiling tile and he pulls down a bong that is hidden <laughs> up in the ceiling. You want to talk about mortified? I just, we just bought this house. I would laugh. I think that's funny. I, I did too. laugh. You, you I did laugh. But I was Jimmy like, saying, Jimmy, I can't believe you put that in the right, ceiling. Right. I was like, that's not mine. And he's like, oh, and, you know, obviously your kid is not old enough. And I was like, yeah, yeah. that must have been the previous owners that left this here. But I was like, what do I do with it now? Like, I just have a bong at my house. Like, it's a discussion piece. <laughs> yeah. Where is it? It's just sitting in the basement. Yeah. Like she came in that day and she was telling me all about this. And then she, and she says, what do I do with it? She goes, I mean, I guess it's glass. I could recycle it, but I don't want to put it in recycling. Right. I don't want anyone to. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Well, I think, you know, it's legal now. I don't really think you have to worry about it. Well, it's funny because it. when I told Jimmy, he goes, well, it's legal now. Let's yeah. sell it on Facebook. You know what you yeah. should do? I was like, no. You know what you should do? You you guys always have this big Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. Just leave it out. Just put it someplace. Not not conspicuous. Just put it like on a side table someplace. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and just see what happens. See how long it takes for someone to see something. Yeah. And when we tell everyone, you know, bring your children. Be like, Daddy, what's that? <laughs> like, Smoke mm. them if you got them. Was that another we one? Was that a dad joke? We're done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Okay. that's We're done. We are done. Uh, this is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. We're done now. Uh, but I do want to thank Mark Nixon uh, and Gabe, uh, Gabrielle Lawrence, Gabe, for uh, their visit. They are He Ate, She Ate, the restaurant review column at The City Pulse. You can find their monthly columns at thecitypulse.com. And you can find all of us on reststrategies.com, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. Visit, click, review, say all the wonderful things about us that you like, and we will talk to you next time. I thought I was going to die. I've been drinking so much water, and I was like, is this over? We're not recording. I was wondering what you meant by that. That's gonna be at the end. That's gonna be like a theme. Like it's always like you're not, you're not gonna use that.